T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Casting live from the Hyundai studio. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Score! Scoreboard update. From the Chicago Wolves update studio, here's what's happening. Chiefs Chiefs kicked a 27-yard field goal with just eight seconds remaining to complete the comeback. Take down the Eagles 38-34 in Super Bowl 57. Patrick Mahomes, your MVP with three passing touchdowns. Tonight on the score, 6-15, the Bulls will be hosting the Magic. On Saturday, they fell to the Cavs 97-89, dropping the Bulls to 10th place in the East. The Bulls blew a 13 point lead. Northwestern took down number one Purdue 64 to 58. It's the first time in school history that they beat the AP number one team in college basketball and the Cubs and White Sox pitchers and catchers. They report this week on the 15th and the position players are due to report on the 20th Blackhawks back on the ice Tuesday against the Canadians up north. Saturday, it's Hockey Night in Chicago, and the Chicago Wolves play at the All-State Arena this Saturday against the Cleveland Monsters. Get your tickets for Saturday's Star Wars Night at ChicagoWolves.com. This hour also brought to you by Menards. Save big money at Menards. Tom Thayer, Chicago Bears radio analyst. There was one time we were playing Tampa short yards goal line. I was in the end zone waiting for Harbaugh to throw me the ball. Instead of throwing the ball, he ran it in. And I go, Jim, you could have padded your stats by throwing me a one-yard pass. He goes, I know, but I thought you'd drop it. You think you had good hands? I I know I did. 41-12. Look at these things. 1985 Super Bowl champion. Walter Payton, Mike Ditka, Hungry Chicago, finally champions on this January day in New Orleans. Tom Thayer with Mully and Haw on 670 The Score. Bears. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Zach Zaidman in for Mully today. And we are talking Super Bowl. And we are talking to our next guest about the Super Bowl. And all guests appear on the Score Hotline brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And Tom Thayer. We were both wrong about the Eagles, but what a game it was. A terrific Super Bowl lived up to the hype. How are you doing this morning, Tom? I'm doing good. Yeah, I was wrong. You know, I, I'm, I'm glad I'm not a better. 
just because of the fact that you kind of look at the game and you hear everything about it leading up to it, and then you form an opinion. And um, unfortunately, when uh, Jalen Hurts tried to transition the ball from his left hand to his right hand, it slipped out of his grip, and then he kicked it. And the next thing you know, that Kansas City's taking advantage of it, where I, you know, turning that into points right when that may have been the difference maker of the game. But uh, there's a lot of other factors that, you know, you know that uh, factored in the, resu- the end result of this game. The biggest thing that everyone was talking about afterwards was the third and eight call on James Bradbury, the defensive holding. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, gosh. I, you know, um, I don't know. I guess if you're going to call things by the definition of the rules, then, you know, maybe, ah, God, you know, I don't, I don't know, because it, it wasn't as egregious. He didn't adjust his path. He didn't make a difference. If you look at the end result of the flight of the football, I don't know if the, de- the receiver would have been in position no matter what type of technique the defensive back played. Um, you know, again, that's one play. I think there it's more of a, the defense being totally out of position when those two exterior passes that Mahomes threw and no one was even aware of that could be a possibility. Uh, they had the, you know, pass rushers that were uh, kind of useless because they had a, like the first one was a little bit of a play action. And then the second one, they ran to the opposite side of the field. So, you know, we can probably sit here and decide dissect every single play and how it factored in the game. But uh, Andy Reid did a really nice job of calling plays. Um, the Philadelphia defensive pass rush was underwhelming. The right tackle for Kansas City did a great job. And so they didn't gain any early advantage or early confidence that Philadelphia could repeatedly do the same thing. And then, you know, Kansas City just uh, had a nice organized game plan and took advantage of it all game. And, Tom, I was most surprised, I think, at the – Eagles' lack of a pass rush. And I wonder if one of these factors is related to the other. Zero sacks of Patrick Mahomes, and I don't even think he was pressured that often. And then you look at the Chiefs, 158 rushing yards. When you run the football, you offset a a pass rush, and I just don't think Hassan Reddick and company were as big of a factor as I expected them to be. No, you know, that's a defense that wants to rush the passer. You know, they'll play first and second down, get themselves into a third and significant so they can rush the passer. And that was never the case. And then Patrick Mahomes is so dynamic that he keeps you off balance even if you think that you have an advantage one way or the other, whether it's a scrambling and throwing the ball while he's he's falling down or has a big rush after he hurts his ankle or, you know, whatever the case is – you know, Patrick Mahomes and what he's going to do throughout the remainder of his career, it's going to be fun to watch for some young NFL fans or young sports fans out there because what the guy's 27, he's won two Super Bowls. He could play another eight or nine years um, and you no know, telling what can happen, but it's always going to be about, you know, the next head coach of Kansas City after Andy. And I'm not kicking him out the door. I'm just saying – there's a lot that's going to happen throughout Mahomes' career. Can you give us an idea, Tom, because you, you mentioned Andy Reid's play calling as a major factor. In the first half, uh, the Eagles were the team that dominated. They were up by 10 heading into the locker room. And then in the second half, things changed dramatically for the Chiefs, and they scored on every possession they had. What changed from a play calling standpoint? 
Uh, they ran the ball a little bit more often than Philadelphia probably expected. And then they said, okay, if Patrick Mahomes' ankle is dinged up a little bit, maybe we can put him in a retreat position like Tampa did a couple of years ago. But again, you, you know, you got to, you have to credit the offensive line and on all of the blockers on Kansas city, because they just never let Philly get to that um, position where they felt they could do one thing perfectly and take advantage of it throughout the remainder of the game throughout the second half. You know, Philly, they just never, nothing, there, there was just they just never had any clear advantage in, in, in any element from special teams to the offense and defensive line play to you know to the other big playmakers. So I I just think that I th- I still think Jalen Hurts can be a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but I think it was like six thirty you were talking how you know the de- you know the quarterback position no matter how great of a runner you are you have to be a thrower in order to get your team into that position. So, Tom, at the end of the game, at the two-yard line, Jarek McKinnon goes down, and it was the right play. It was the smart play, and it allowed the Chiefs to bleed the clock to the point where you didn't give them the ball back after scoring a touchdown. How difficult, number one, is that for Jarek McKinnon to do in the Super Bowl, in the fourth quarter, under those circumstances, or is that just assumed to be a smart football play? He's going to do it anyway. No, I, I think it was talked about. I think, you know, they ran to the exterior of the field, and you could see as soon as he came close to the sideline, he had no intentions of getting out of bounds or even crossing the goal line. So he had a, you know, a harmless slide to conclude the play and um, super smart uh pre you know just letting everybody know we're going to control the clock we're not going to worry about putting extra points on the board and I think it was a a super smart decision but you know it had to be a preemptive strike they had to make sure that they told everybody in the huddle okay this is the play we're going to run if you do have an outside lane just get as many yards as you can and then slide and let this clock keep running and so I I just think it was a smart football uh, you know beforehand Back in the day when Tom and I used to talk before games on the field at at Soldier Field, a lot of those conversations would take place with with Greg Olson, and he would always talk about how slippery the the grass was at at Soldier Field and and finding the the right footing. And I bring that up because there was this one shot last night where you saw on the Eagles sideline a whole bunch of cleats piled up on one of their equipment boxes, and then they went to Aaron Andrews and they asked her like what the Chiefs are doing. And she said, no one's changed shoes on, on on the Chiefs sideline. Why was the grass so slippery, Tom? And how much who gets impacted the most when that's the case? It, it's where, you know, first of all, you have to understand every, every step that you're you're gonna take during the course of a game. And it's about you maintaining and controlling your balance. Make sure your feet are underneath your body. So, you know, yeah, there may be so. you know, I, I, we played on fields before that they were so heavily painted on the, on the, um, in the center of the field and stuff. Yeah. It, it, it became slippery, but you know, Greg was a whiner about that his whole career about the field as so, you know, the, the, the conditions as soldier field and all that. And yeah. So, uh, Zach, out of all the plays that were run, how many plays are we talking about players slipping? You know, a couple. And then sometimes when you get yourself out of position and you're not in a, a good position where your cleats are on the ground, 
Yeah. And then you look at the construction of the cleats themselves. You look at the, the under molded body, uh, under molded body of the amount of cleats they have. And then the edges of all the cleats are hard plastic. You get yourself where you're trying to push on one cleat, then you're, you're, you have more hard plastic on the field surface than you do cleats and you are going to fall. So I'm not a, I'm not a big believer in, in blaming the field uh, for you falling down. That's a you problem. That's not a field problem. <laughs> so Tom, when you look at what the chiefs did defensively to uh, survive, I suppose you give up 35 points and I don't know if you come out of it thinking, boy, we did exactly what we wanted to do. <laughs> well, how much credit does the chief pass rush deserve for what they did in the second half, or maybe how uncomfortable they kept Jalen Hurts at different times. Again, the numbers say otherwise, but the Chiefs' defense rose up when it needed to rise up. Yeah, you know, and I, you know, I think that, you know, just make sure that you try to contain Jalen Hurts. Not necessarily let's get abusive sacks time and time again. Let's just put him in a position where he has to get the ball out of his hands. And then if he's got to get the ball out of his hands, don't open up running lanes. Because what was that, fourth and five, when that uh, uh, Philly ran the ball with Jalen Hurts? And that's what you don't want to become susceptible to. So I think they had a nice game plan of contain and control. Don't let them get the big play and make the Philly offense out there for as many plays as possible. I don't think they ran the ball very well. They had a couple plays that they called to the inter- against the interior of the defense of Kansas City that allowed that really nullified the play, and then they put him in a uh, position where they did have to throw the ball. And, it, and then Steve Spagnuolo knew the defensive coordinator of Kansas City knew what type of rush to put out there, and so um, I, I think there was a plan that was formulated as much to keep Jalen Hurts down as much as anybody else on that in the team, and then you know, have um, strong coverage downfield and challenge Jalen to throw the ball in some really tight coverage opportunities. Tom, we always hear after a championship is won in football, hey, it's a copycat league. And we talked about this earlier, David and I did. One of the questions that, that we asked earlier was, what is the lesson of the 2023 season for the 31 other teams who didn't get a chance to do what the Chiefs did last night. Is there a lesson to be learned from that? Can anyone do what what the Chiefs <laughs> were able to do because of the special personnel that they have? Exactly, Zach. You, you finished my thought. Is the special personnel they have. If Ryan Poles can go out there with the assets he has this year and add six or seven players to the mix that are – young guys that have years ahead of them that can turn this team around with a couple of strong drafts, then, you know, maybe we'll, we'll see what happens after that. But it's about the, the front office making uh, personnel moves that make the, the entire roster stronger. And when you look at what Philly has aboard and for how many years they'll have, and you look at Kansas City when they went out and signed Patrick Mahomes to the length of contract that they have there, and how the special players on each of these rosters can make the supporting cast around them better. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be going out there and investigating uh, personnel and, you know, trying to hit on a couple of free agents, trying to um, hit on a couple of undrafted players. And then the players that you um, 
designate as draftable and then you pick them, they got to come in here and be players. And so I, I think that's going to be the challenge of every single general manager, offense and defensive coordinator out there. And you talk about shrewd moves. The Chiefs went out and they took on the challenge of Kadarius Toney from the Giants. He was a troubled player in New York. They wanted to get rid of him. They said, okay, we'll take a chance because this is what we, what happens when players come to Kansas City. They thrive. They find a role for them. Tom, I, I don't know if it was great coaching and in a schematic design by Dave Tobe on that punt return, which is the longest in Super Bowl history, huh. or it was just a great athletic play by Tony, but it was a huge play by a guy who was written off by another team and an example of the kind of front office maneuvering you're talking about. Yeah, you know, it, that wasn't the, the designated point of return. He was able to readjust the field and then get out to the exterior because all the all the tacklers on that team, they were already pressuring towards where to, where the ball was going to land and where Tony was going to try to turn it upfield. And then he took advantage of a lot of second and third level players being out of position and then used the speed and uh, gifted ability to beat him around the corner. And you saw him turn into what? So when you look at Tony, you think about what he went through last year with Joe judge, you know, the guy was a bad coach. He led a bad organization. He was fighting with his assistant coach during the course of the year. And here's a young guy in a football atmosphere that is so dysfunctional. It doesn't make it fun to come to work. And so he, I probably didn't, um, you know, be emotionless during the course of the season. And they said, well, this guy's not going to be the player we intended him to be. Let's get him out of here. I think that's more of a problem of the head coach than it was uh, Tony himself. But it was a wise decision by the Chiefs to take all that into account. Look, at when you looked at this guy in the combine and you looked at him through his college career and you understood this moves and the, the talent that he did have, if you put him in more of a positive working atmosphere – where the quarterback is the most influential player on the football team and not saying anything against Daniel Jones, but he didn't have the season that he did this year. Now you're talking about players need to be investigated if they're in a bad working atmosphere to ultimately see what, what they have. You look at Hassan Reddick, you know, what he did hit throughout his early portion of his career and what he's done with Philly in the, in this, you know, the second half of his career. And, you know, he's kind of in that, in that same boat. He was unproductive and now he had a season unlike a lot of other guys. What was your favorite commercial? <laughs> My favorite commercial. I thought the, um, the uh, Ben Affleck of the Dunkin' Donuts one, I know it was under, but when he asked that guy, Hey, do you recognize me? And I don't think it was an actor. Like, I didn't know who it was. See, Tom, I, to you, that's I, the Ben Affleck commercial. To me, it's the J-Lo commercial. <laughs> right. Well, you know, when you look at the comp, I think they bought a house yesterday for $34.5 million. So wow. I think the two, the two of them have to combine their salaries. That's why you both needed to work the commercial. No kidding. That's funny. There were some good ones, though. O overall, Tom, before we let you go, obviously, Zach asked you about the takeaway, and, and, and there's every team asking that in, in every NFL city this morning except for Kansas City. When you looked specifically, though, at the quarterbacks, how often did you ask yourself, well, if Jalen Hurts can do that, Justin Fields sure can do that next year because of the similarities – in style, athleticism, stuff we talked about last week when you were in. Last night, did you find any reason for hope or that maybe you didn't think um, existed before the game and you saw Jalen Hurts and you thought, okay, 
Justin Fields is on that path. I, I do believe that Justin is on that path. And I think a lot, you know, this will be an interesting, you know, so now the offensive coordinator of Philadelphia is going to be hired as the head coach by Indianapolis. So now the offensive coordinator that they bring into Philly, does he try to, re, does he try to change everything or change little things, terminology and stuff within the offense that Jalen Hurts is back to square one? Or are they going to tell this offensive coordinator, listen, you have to know our system so Jalen Hurts doesn't have to change anything about him? And that's the thing, the key ingredient to the growth process of Justin is being in the same terminology two years in a row by Luke Getze that the terminology saying in the huddle, what it means, what you see across the field, it becomes second nature. And now you're not thinking, you're, you're just reacting. And so – I, I think that's a key ingredient to watch uh, Jalen going forward. But if Justin has the luxury in the NFL to stay in the same system for a couple of years, I think he's capable of the same thing. Now, Justin also, if he can improve his accuracy from passes that go zero to 10 yards, that's going to improve him significantly. And it's the, you know, the shortest amount of distance of passes, but um that's the one thing that he has to improve on the most. And a lot of that has to do with reading the defense uh, during the cadence and understanding exactly what you're, you said in the huddle and how it factors into what you know, the defense you're seeing. And the point you just made, Tom, is what Justin Fields made all throughout last week at, at Media Row. He talked about how he needs to be better with the, the, the short stuff underneath, getting better, making the routine plays routinely, and he talked about being calm amid chaos when, when the rush comes, something that we saw from Jalen Hurts yesterday. How do you get better? Because you talked about it. A lot of it is just being able to quickly understand and process what you're seeing. How do you get better at that? He's got to trust his protection first and foremost. If they come out and they give up another 50-sack season, it could be as harmful as to Justin Fields as anything throughout his football career. So it's the, the obligation and the ability of the offensive line to sustain protection. And then – also, like I said, understanding the terminology and how it factors in in every pass that he calls and knowing exactly where the vulnerabilities lie within that protection. So it's kind of a twofold scenario, though, scenario there. It's, you know, pr- get the protection provided according to the length of the route that you called in the huddle. And then the understanding during the course of the cadence, you know, where is your strength and weaknesses coming from? Tom, thanks so much for your insight. Have a great day. We appreciate it. All right, guys. See you later. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.